Welcome to Prophet Gideon Dancehall's podcast, where we spend time delving into the deep things of God. We're so happy to have you join us today, and we pray you are blessed. Prophet Gideon Dancehall is the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center, where God lives. We welcome you to a time of deep study and prayer. You can also join us in person on Sundays at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. We promise you, your life will never be the same. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Daniel 11 and the 32nd verse. The Bible said, can we all read together one to go? And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. I speak to you on a subject that I like to call the marks of divine visitation. In life, it matters who you know. Who you know is very important in this journey of life, especially those of us that live in Africa, live in Ghana. You must know somebody to get everything down. You cannot live in a country like ours or maybe Africa and just walk in life knowing nobody. Because who you know in this journey of life determines where you stand or where you can stand. You can find yourself in some powerful places or in some ugly places determine or based on who you know or who you are connected to. Doors can open for you by reason of who you know. What people struggle to get, you can get it without sweat by reason of who you know. Where it will take people years to get to, it can take you a day to get there based on who you know. Who you know can bring what is far so close to you and it can take what was meant to destroy you so far away from you. Life is all about who you know. Who you know determines how you are treated. The response, the respect, the honor that you are giving or that are extended to you is by reason of who you know. All two relationships are not the same. There are people when you know them, you will know you are living well. Not everybody goes where you go to. Not everybody goes through the long line. People don't go through the struggle, the stress, the pressure, the difficulty. Some people go through because they know somebody. Oh my God. Who you know determines how you are treated. It even goes to a longer set to determine the access you get you. Oh my God, White House is not that far. If you know somebody, come on, talk to me right now. A, a financial breakthrough is not that far if you know the right person. 
My God, some contracts are not that far if you know the right person. You are a few steps away from who you are destined to connect you to a breakthrough. When you know the right person, doors open, access is released. And tonight, by the voice of supernatural knowing, let what was impossible become possible for you right now. Who am I talking to? Come on and clap your hands and engage me right now and say yes. If there's one thing God want us to know and want us to have, then it is the knowledge of him. Knowing God is important because the world is always in constant transition. Whenever there's a transition, there will always be a shaking then a making. Knowing God in our ever transient world or unstable world will give you stability because everything may be uncertain but our God is certain. I came to talk to you about who you know and tonight uh, there are many who are confused uh, who are sad, who are broken, uh, who are discouraged because uh, they have forgotten uh, that a sad are shaking. Our world is always shaking. Apostle was talking about the shaking and I literally knew that he was speaking prophetically because shaking is important for making. When there's a shaking then there's a making. There cannot be a making until there's a shaking. You watch our world. This shaking will bring our world a new making. You watch how 9-11 shoot the world and change the world. Everything that shakes the world bring a new making. And for every shake you've been through, God is about to make something powerful, something dangerous. Who am I talking to right now? I want to thank God for the shaking. I want to thank God for the shakes that I've seen in my life. Because it is out of the chaos. God releases the glorious. The shaking is important for the making. You watch how people will create after this crisis. People will invent stuff. People will come out with all kinds of ideas. And I refuse to be stuck. I refuse to be one of those that will sit back and just watch things evolve without me connecting myself to what God is doing. If God will allow this kind of shaking, then I want to announce to you that God is about to make a whole thing new. For the Bible says when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and darkness was upon the face of the deep. In other words, there was chaos, there was crisis, there was darkness. Everything couldn't work and couldn't move and God spoke out of the darkness and said let there be light who told you that every darkness is meant to destroy you out of the darkness come the light after the pain comes the praise out of the shaking comes the making and for every shaking you are going through God is about to make something better something powerful something dangerous who am I talking to I want to bless God for all the shakings 
In all of my life, I have learned better. I know how to do some stuff because of the shaking. In the realm of God, chaos is necessary for the glorious. Knowing God will give you two ingredients that will make you survive or outlive every shaking and enjoy the aftermath. According to our main text, there are two things that will happen to you when you know God. Number one, say, the people that do know their God, number one, they will be strong. I need to lift your hands wherever I will say, I refuse to be weak. Hear me, church? You know, I preach prophetic. These words are prophetic. You better speak back to me. Say, I refuse to be weak. <laughs> Say, I am strong. <laughs> Come on, I am strong. <laughs> I am strong. <laughs> number one, they will be strong. And number two, they will do exploits. Are you working with me tonight? They were strong. As you see, means to be strengthened, prevail, harden. Be strong, become strong, be courageous, be firm, grow firm, be resolute, and to fasten upon. When I say you are strong, it means you are strengthened. It means you prevail. You prevail, you outlive every condition. Say, Father, I will outlive every condition I find myself in. I will prevail. I am hard. I am strong. I have become strong. I am courageous. I am firm. I am unmovable. I am rooted. I am resolute. I am stable. No clapping the second house right now. The second word which is exploits means notable acts of heroics. In other words, when you do exploits, you do notable things. You cannot be ignored. You can't know God and be ignored. You can't know God and be devalued. You can't know God and people reduce you to nothing. Daniel said they will do notable acts of heroics. In other words, you become a hero when you know God. I declare tonight that you are moving from the back to the front. I speak prophetically that you are about to do exploit. The word exploit means notable acts. Watch it. Exploit also means unfairly use of another by what? One's advantage. In other words, it is either you are doing exploit or you are being exploited. The reverse is the same. And so it means that if you are not doing exploit, you are exploited. I declare that anything that seeks to exploit you, to take advantage of you, to my God, to exert upon you, to sit upon you, any form of a virus, any form of fear, any form of panic, any form of bad news that seeks to hijack you, to exploit your peace, exploit your joy, take your focus by the power of prayer. We override, 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 override. Who am I talking to right now? I did not come here to preach enticing words man's wisdom, but I came to preach power. You will not be exploited. You will not be taken advantage upon. The Bible says I found my servant David with my holy oil. Have I anointed him? The enemy will not exact upon him. Neither shall the son of wickedness 
afflict him. If you are not doing exploit, you are exploited. The word exploit connects to explode. So you exploit, you do exploit, then you explode. Get ready for an explosion. Oh, I said, get ready for explosion. Explore, exploit, then explore. The more you explore God, the more you know God, you do exploit. And the more you do exploit, the more you explode. I declare on your pursuit to know God, as you explore God, as you go deep with God, as you engage God, I declare from exploration, you are going to exploit. And from exploit, I see you exploding. You cannot be contained. You can't be stopped. Who am I talking to? I say you, you outlive coronavirus. I say you outlive coronavirus. The church will exploit. We will do exploit. We will explode. We will still be relevant. Who am I talking to right now? I can't speak to you tonight. I said the people that know their God, they will do what? Exploit. Then knowing God, it's very critical. Because knowing God makes you strong. Makes you stable. You become like a house built on a rock. You don't just get shaken. You are movable. You don't get depressed by hearts. The bombardment may be there. But you stand strong. You are not exploited. You are not vulnerable. Who am I talking to tonight? And then, if knowing God brings you to the place, then how do you then know God? Three ways of knowing God. Number one, by reading the Bible. The Bible is simply God on paper. The Bible is simply what? God on paper. It was written by men who were inspired. Therefore, the first source of knowing God is what he does and how he does it. Knowing God, first start reading about him. It even show you why. Number two, the second way of knowing God is by listening to other people's testimony about God. What people have encountered, seen, how people testify, people's experiences. As I'm sharing my experiences with you, as many men of God have spoken about their own experience with you, their own encounter, what they know about God, their own testimonies about God. And as much as these two are great. The third is greater. In other words, the third way of knowing God is by divine encounter, i.e. meeting God yourself. You're clapping the second house right now. Meeting God yourself. It is one thing to hear about somebody's testimony. It is another thing to see somebody's testimony. But it's a whole different level when you encounter God. When you get your own testimony. When you meet God face to face. And 2020 is a year of those who can rise up and say enough of the stories I heard about God and what I read about God. I want to experience I want to encounter. I want to know God. I want to know what it feels to experience this God. Don't you know that as you speak right now, the reality of this God is in question. People are questioning our God. 
And if all you know is the book you read or what your auntie, your mother, your father, even your pastors told you, you are going to be in trouble. You need more than that. These are not normal times to just know God by something you read on YouTube. These are not normal days. You need extra because, see, because see, reading about God and hearing about God is the appetizer. But meeting God yourself is a real food. Want to thank God for the appetite they've given up. Want to thank God about what God did 10 years ago and 20 years ago and 5 years ago and last year. Want to thank God for what God did with the fathers. Want to thank God for what God did yesterday. But we want to experience God ourselves. We bless God for the God of yesteryears. But we want to see God now. Because Bible said now faith is if God can only be seen through the eyes of faith, then faith is now. We want to know God for ourselves. We want to experience him. We are tired of what we were told and what we had. We want after 48 hours. Anybody want to experience God after 48 hours? After 48 hours, I want to know him for myself. I want to know him in my house. I want to know him in my church. I want to know him in my city. I want to know him in my home. I want to know the God that healed cancer. I want to know the God that healed coronavirus. I want to know the God that break addiction. I want to know the God that released the oppressed. Who am I preaching to right now? I want to know God for myself. Enough of the appetizer. Have you ever been to a restaurant where they give you appetizer? They gave you status and they whet your appetite and the main order is not coming. That thing can frustrate you. Don't you get tired of every day somebody's test and some of them are not even true. Come up with all kinds of story about God and you sit down them like, hey, Nasanya, me, this God, he, when am I going to meet him for myself? And every day this and every day that. 2020 is your year. Because in the shaking, it's a making. This shaking is good for you to find your God. Who am I talking to right now? For every chaos, there is a glory ahead. And so we see that what Daniel said is that the people that know their God, they will do exploits. My personal revelation of who God is will turn God from being their God or the law to my God. Anytime God revealed himself to anybody, it means God had visited a person. The word no, as you see in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, is the same thing or the same word that was used in Genesis chapter 4 verse 25. And Adam knew his wife. This means that just as Adam knew his wife intimately, intimate knowing of God exposes you to the nakedness of God. Because when you know somebody intimately, it means you are exposed to the person's nakedness. A divine encounter will reveal who God actually is to you because you get to know God on a personal level. Just as intimate or sex is personal encounter, knowing God is bringing you to a place of union where in that dimension there is vulnerability. 
There is nakedness. My God. It's not the God that is covered. It is a God that is naked. The Bible said, God said, that if there's any prophet amongst you, I speak to the prophet in dreams and in vision. But as for my servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. Encounter to encounter because deep calling unto deep. These are days to know God. The real God, the true God. The God that encountered the God of fire, the God of healing. Anybody getting ready to know God for your own self? Nakedness, not only that. In the realm of intimacy, not only are the partners naked. One of the things that happen at the realm of intimacy is when there is what we call deposits. When people meet or when husband and wife meet, there is transfer, there is release of deposits something from the husband enters the wife and something from the wife enters the husband and in the same way that Daniel said the people that know their God is the same way that was used when the Bible said, and Adam knew his wife then it means that in the realm or the height of knowing God there is deposit there's release when you get to know God nobody gets to know God and don't get a release from God a deposit from God, an infusion from God, a supernatural encounter that changes your destiny forever. The people that know their God, the people that encounter their God, that is why in the Bible, there was nowhere that anybody encountered God or was visited by God and they didn't get a release. Come on, say release. Say, Father, say, release. Lara, say, release. Come on, screen, say, release. Genesis 26, verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gera. Next verse says, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down to Egypt, dwell in the land which I tell thee of God appeared to him. God visited him. Next verse says, sojourn in the land and I will be with thee and bless thee and to thy seed. And I'll give thee all these countries and perform the oath which I sworn unto Abraham, thy father. And I'll make thy seed multiply. Oh, come on, come on. Thy seed at the side of the heaven and will give unto thy seed. Because anytime there's a visitation, there's a seed release. Somebody's missing what I'm talking about. The Bible said, that's what the Bible said. After this visit, the Bible said, and Isaac sown in the land. Because you can't sow unless you have a seed. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 said, and then Isaac sowed in the land. When God visited Isaac, God released a deposit of a seed into Isaac. As soon as God visited Isaac, what God kept on saying is that your seed, your seed, your seed. Because just as when a man and a woman meet, there's a seed release. When God encounters a person, a seed is released, a deposit, a supernatural infusion. And so as soon as God was done with Isaac, the Bible says what took place in the spiritual, manifesting in the physical, and Isaac sowed in the land. How was Isaac going to be able to sow if God didn't give him a seed? There was just so much famine that God gave Isaac a seed 
to sow wherever you are left on say I receive my seed in my seed. say 2020, 2020. say father, father give me a seed because when you have a seed you survive the famine when you have a seed your future is secure the reason why you are confused about what next about your future you are worried is because you don't have a seed and you can't get a seed unless you encounter God but those who have encountered God they know their future is certain their tomorrow is certain the devil is a liar I will see 2021 and 2022 and 2025 the devil is a liar my future is certain because half is only relevant to those who have sown seed David said I've been young and now I am old need have never seen the righteous forsaken no he see begging bread those who have seed don't beg the reason why you are begging is because you have no seed I've never seen the righteous forsaken no he see lift the father Say in the name of Jesus, I release a seed, a divine seed, a supernatural infusion. The reason why you are playing this, the reason why you are playing with the seed, because you don't know the potential of a seed. Because in every seed, there is a forest. There is one word God drop in your spirit, and out of that word of a seed, your destiny, a forest, a ministry, a generation, a family, a business, a community. The devil is alive. Where are those who are ready for God to release a divine seed? All you need is a seed. If you're a beggar, it means you got no seed. If you're afraid of the future, it means you never have a seed. When you have a seed, you don't fear the future. Watch this. Anytime God visited anybody in the Bible, God gave them a seed. The Bible says, and the Lord God visited Sarah, as he has said. And God did unto her, as he has promised. The next thing is that Sarah had a baby. Oh, you're missing it. You're missing it. So it means that when God encountered Sarah, God released into Sarah a seed. How do I know Abraham couldn't perform? That's why Isaac is a typology of the promise. Isaac, the typology of Christ, and just as Christ was born without the interference of man, Isaac was born without the interference of Abraham. It is the Lord that visited Sarah, and the Lord God did unto Sarah. It was God that did it. I declare 2020, there are some stuff that you are going to watch God to do it. Anybody ready for God to do what he want to do in your life? Slap on and shout and say yes. Yes. And the Lord visited Sarah, as he has said, and the Lord did unto Sarah. And the Lord did unto Sarah. And he has spoken. Verse 2, Genesis 21. For Sarah conceived. So as soon as God did unto her, the next was a conception. I prove my case further. The Bible says, and the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. And women don't have seed. In Genesis, when man fell and, and God came to Adam and God was trying to talk to Adam and Adam was trying to blame the woman and saying that uh, the woman you gave me and God said because you, you didn't take responsibility and you put the blame on the woman, 
I'm about to do something. I'm about to give the woman an opportunity to redeem herself. So what I'm about to do, you stay out of this. And God said, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpents. And women don't carry seed. Women carry egg. It's the man that carry the seed. And so when the Bible said the seed of the woman, the Bible says, when the angel appeared unto Mary, he says, you conceive, you bear a son. He said, because Emmanuel, Yeshua, Hamashiach, and Mary how can this thing be? Since I know not a man, the angels have forget it. The Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. The spirit will wrap you. And that which shall be born shall be called the son of the highest. There's just nobody in the Bible that experienced God. And God never gave them a seed. The reason why I have a problem with all these guys that challenges women who are preachers. And say women can, women can, women can preach that. Before men ever felt the word. The word was embedded in the woman for nine months. And how can she carry the living word and not be able to preach the written word? And if she can carry the living word, then he can surely preach the written and the spoken word. Where are the ladies who are ready for God to use you and to carry the anointing? Will you rise up and shout and say, yes. yes. The seed. It starts to reason that it was God that deposited into Mary a seed. The same happened to Elizabeth. Her husband was too old. No wonder Zechariah was talking, 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 talking. Because he knew that the unseen to function, hey, the power to fire in the natural was gone. But he didn't know that it was all gone. And by the time God was done with Elizabeth, an old lady, a grandmother, became pregnant. Because anytime God visits, a seed is released in the spirit. Can I see your hand lifted above your head? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, drop a seed in my spirit. Drop a seed in my soul. Drop a seed that will secure my future. Drop a seed that will turn my story. Release a seed, a supernatural seed, a seed of vision, a seed of testimony, a seed for the next generation, a seed for salvation, a seed for deliverance, a seed for awareness. The marks of visitation. Anytime God visited, somebody was disformed or disfigured. What happened to you? Auntie Elizabeth, I was sleeping and the Holy Ghost came upon me and then my walking changed. Grandmother pregnant because there was a release of a seed. A young lady who has never known a man a teenager became pregnant because there was a divine visitation. Anybody ready for visitation, get ready to be in the place of complications. Because controversies surround those who receive the visitation of God. Imagine an 80-something-year-old pregnant in town and the husband is older. The conversation 
will not be that nice. And sometimes where God is calling you is where you have allowed controversy to stop you. You must get to a place in your work with God where people's opinion don't really matter. And what matters is your encounter, your experience, your engagement, your visitation with God. Your problem is that you are into explaining because watch this. Imagine the controversy that surrounded Mary's baby. But watch this. If that scares you, then get ready for a deeper visitation that will give you a different kind of mark. Watch this. Isaac had a seed. Mary a seed. Elizabeth a seed. And so there are those that when God visits, they get pregnant. But also those that when God visits, they are deformed. What do you do when your visitation didn't give you a miracle child, but it deformed you? The Bible says, Genesis 32, Verses 24 to 28. Let's do this quickly and let's pray. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Whew. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his heel. Like he never said, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joints and he wrestled with him. Next verse says, and he said, let me go for the day breaking. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Next verse says, and he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for a prince has done power with God and with men and has prevailed. Watch this. There is a visitation that brings seed. In that there's a visitation that releases a deposit and a seed in you. There are visitation that gives to you from God. There are visitation that God gives to you, but there are also visitation that God takes from you. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. What do you do when your visit ended you with a loss? Jacob encountered God and after he was done with the encounter, he came to God's presence walking straight. He left limping. The problem with many of us is that we have defined the kind of visitation we want. We so know God that we know that anytime God visits, I must have a baby, my baby, no. Sometimes the real visitation that comes to you will leave you disformed, disfigured, broken, sometimes sick, sometimes down. And the devil is a liar, which is why I refuse to call this season a devil moment. There is still a God moment because anything that must be broken is being broken for our dependency to be on God and not man. 
You see, Jacob's main problem was his name. That was his problem. But sometimes our issue is not our problem. Sometimes our issue is our strength. Sometimes what fights us, because some things that are problems to you, you are aware of it. Sometimes we are, we are even ashamed of it. Come on, talk to me right now. There are some things that you just know that. It's coming. I know, I know I'm a supplanter. I know, I know. But you see, Jacob's problem was not his name. His name was his problem, but a real problem to him was his leg. The guy was just too fast. There is just nobody that Jacob cannot outrun. His brother was looking for him. He left. Laban looking for him. He left. The guy kept on running and running and running and running that his strength became his problem. And God said, your leg is your problem. Because you have refused to fight the real fight. Instead of him to go and go and get a real venison, he was fast. And so by being fast, he brought his father his own meat. And so he was fast. When his brother was looking for him and he ran away, he was fast. When Laba was looking for him and he ran away, and God said, how long shall you continue to run? I got to stop you. I got to cause you to stand and to fight and to break. There are many of us under the sound of my voice. Your problem is that you've been running. You've been running from your destiny. You've been running from your call. You've been running from your assignment. You've been running from what God told you. But the devil is a liar. Anything that has kept you running, God is about to break it. God is about to take it. So you can depend on God and trust God and believe God. Come on, say yes. God says, I'll take from you what makes you run all the time. How long will you continue to run from one relationship after the other? From one environment after the other? Everything, huh? we live in a fast generation. Me, I don't like the fast food. Everything fast food. In God, everything is not that fast. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Because sometimes, the reason why the whole world is at a standstill is God, we've been so fast, and God said, let everything stop. Let everything stay. Take it easy. You've been running. Fast internet. Fast WhatsApp. Fast Twitter. Fast Insta. Fast food. Fast truck high court. Everything is fast. And fast, fast. And God said, it's too fast. I cannot get everything to stay right there. Because God never wrestled with Jacob until everybody left him. And God says, your leg that you've been defending on, I'm going to break it. And by the time he was done breaking, his name changed. The name change came with ease. The problem was the leg breaking. He thought he needed a blessing. So your problem is not a blessing. Your problem is your name. It changes name. One visit will change you from who you used to be to who God originally ordained you to be. What if your visit leaves you blind? When Saul encountered God on the road of Damascus, he became blind. Because many of us, our problem is the way we see things. 
It's our perspective. The problem is not God. The problem is your eyes. The problem is not coronavirus. The problem is what you have been seeing. The problem is not that God is not around. The problem is that your eyes are so blind. You are not even aware of where you are. And God said, I have to blind your eyes to the well. So I can open your eyes to the things of God. Jesus said, you persecute me. You fight me. In other words, he thought he was fighting for God. He was fighting against God. God said, this visit will make you blind. What do you do when God's visit is to make you blind? And sometimes God can cause you to be locked in just so that he can work on you and turn your destiny around. What do you do when God's visits to you make you dumb? By the time God was done with Zechariah, he became dumb because some of your problem is not God. Your problem is transgenerational talking. You talk too much. All kinds of talk has come out of this season. Christians are talking, everybody's talking, 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 talking. And many are talking and they are talking themselves out of their own destiny. They are even talking and saying things God didn't say. And God said, what is the problem? By the time I'm done with you, I'll fix it. Whether it's your leg or your eyes or your mouth, I'll fix it. And I don't know what God is taking you through, but God is fixing you. That's why I want to thank God for the pain, for the crisis, for the difficulty, for the deformity, for the blindness, for the deafness and the dumbness. I want to thank God for the moment where I had nothing to say. Because people are asking me questions and sometimes I have no answers for them. The problem is that many of you, you want to answer everybody, but it's not everything you can answer. David said, I do not accept myself in matters that are above it. There are some matters living for God. There's something when they ask me, I'm humble to say, I don't know. Because we prophesy in parts. I don't know. Because many pastors are saying things God didn't say. Because now there are all kinds of social media pastors. Everybody's a pastor now. There are all kinds of theologians. Oh, now everybody gets a little Instagram, hey, Insta. I'm, okay, I'm not saying don't preach, but don't say what God didn't say. Sometimes I just have to watch and allow God to do what He does best. Because his ways are part finding out. Sometimes there are some things they ask me and I have no answers. Sometimes I want to just sit down like nothing is happening. Sometimes I've had to close my eyes like I know day, but I still day. But it's a mark of visitation. What do you do that when God leaves you after visiting you, you are deformed, you are blind? Or you are death. Paul said, I bear in my body the marks of Christ. I want to thank God for all the things God did to me. That I thought he was killing me. But he was putting me in shape. I want to thank God for the breaking. For the deafness. For the dumbness. For the blindness. That was all designed at putting me where I belong. Because I've seen things I shouldn't have seen. Anybody have seen something you're not supposed to see? Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. Anything in our lives that is meant for God to break in this process of Corona, or even this 2020, let God break it, and let God release into you His own seed. But I tell you, how many of you want God to visit you? There is no visitation that comes without prayer. The only way Jacob had a visit with God was through wrestling. It is out of wrestling that we encounter God. Rise up to your feet for a visitation moment. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed. 
do well to follow Gideon Dancer on all social media platforms on Facebook at Gideon Dancer, on Instagram at Gideon Dancer underscore, and subscribe on YouTube at Empowerment Worship Center.